Yes. Yes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X, NGR Radio's Xbox podcast. As always, we throw up the X. Only two this week. <laughs> yes, because we are about to throw down. Uh, I am your host, Eddie V. Joining me is boss man, Mr. Corey Derrick. Ed, no, you're Eddie Fresh now. I'm oh, Eddie Fresh. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, so... I haven't, I haven't blessed with a new name, but I want to save it for next year. But yes, everybody, uh, I'm probably gonna be introducing myself as Eddie Fresh. <laughs> uh, joining me, like I said, is boss man, Mr. Corey Derrick. I'm here. I don't have a cool nickname. I'm white. <laughs> well, that's why I call you boss man, because you're the boss of NGR, and I'm employed by you. <laughs> uh, Man. Everybody, uh, our wise Wisconsinite, Mr. Jesse Douglas, could not make this episode. He is gearing up for a lot of things, so he kind of needs his rest, needs to take a break and uh, get ready for the things that's, that are upcoming. But we have a great show for you guys, so we're going to jump into what's been in our arsenal. And Corey, uh, let us know, what's been in your arsenal? Uh, well, I've been playing a little bit of Madden, as you know, my struggles with Madden. Let me tell you what happened this week in Madden. Even though I just, uh, earlier tonight before we started recording, I played two games and won them both, so that was pretty exciting. But, uh, it, it's because there was no technical hiccups. It's magical. So, uh, let me find these. It's, dude, the other day it was just, it was crazy. So, oh, so before I do that, let me share with you some online stats for Madden, for Xbox at least, just for Xbox. Yeah. Uh, at prime, at prime time, at night, like between the uh, between like nine and eleven, there were only one thousand thirty nine people online for Madden on Xbox. One thousand thirty nine people. And only 98 people were looking for games on Xbox. <laughs> I wow. Yeah. Did they say anything about PlayStation? No, or? no. This this was the stats while I was on Xbox online. Because oh they, they wow! Give you, they give you the number of people online playing, and then the number of people looking for a game, and the number of people in the lobbies. Uh huh. So that was like that was the stats because I don't go into the lobbies, but it still tells you how many people are online. So I don't think that game sold well at all on any platform. I I didn't I don't think Madden sold well either, dude. Like, I mean, I'm sure it's sold because it's Madden, but like, yeah, and and it's November, I guess. But like at the same time, it's like I don't think that game sold very well. Right. So like and I don't and I really don't know how sales are doing for the holiday season. I'm just like, did anybody pick this up? Like I don't even think it was in a lot of Black Friday ads or anything. Yeah. I I man, I don't know what's happening, but like it it's I don't know if people are having the same issues I've been having. Man, we sure have a long conversation. There it is. Uh, okay, so let me tell you my issues. Not today, but, uh, probably, like, Friday, Thursday night, I think, we were having this conversation. Uh, Friday. Was it Friday? Okay. It was Friday, yeah. Okay, so, 
Uh, here are the things that went wrong tonight. Uh, one, my QB was called for holding on a pass play. The quarterback was was called for holding on a pass play. Uh, there was wind. There's wind resistance in a dome. In a dome. That really threw me for a loop. I'm like, how the heck did that happen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Playing in the, in the Superdome against the Saints, and there's wind. So explain that one. Because uh, the dome is always closed. Right. Uh, let's see. Three. Called two timeouts, and the clock did not stop. Which is, you know, the whole point of a timeout is to stop the clock. Exactly. Um, four. I intercepted the ball and it put me back on defense. That 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 all happened within two games. What? On Friday, yeah. I clearly intercepted the ball. There's like no fumble on the play, no flags or anything. Yeah, and it put me back on defense. So I have never heard of that happening. I mean, they, for, some, for some reason, I don't know if this is just an Xbox problem. I don't know if I'm the only person experiencing these problems, but yeah. Ugh. So, they also, slept, they slapdash this game or something, or they didn't check no kind of bugs for this. I don't know. I knew. I know since they moved over to Frostbite, they've been having a lot of kind of like animation issues, which, again. Let me tell you about stuff that happened today, even though I won both games. Dude, people can jump jump obscenely high in Madden. Just, like, absurdly high. And I... I, I don't know. Are we talking about, like, crackdown high? Uh, Not that high, but it's... Let's just say in a simulation football game, mm-hmm. they should not be able to jump this high. And I was like... And I put it on like instant replay or whatever just to see and like they're like a whole human being high off the ground wow and like i know certain players can jump super high but mm, i it just is- it kind of is really crossing NBA that line. live Ooh. nonsense mm, well they canceled that game for a reason five four years in a row, so um but no, it actually came up this year. I know, I heard it's actually alright. Except when you go up against a game like two K, there's no room to be just alright. So oh, wow. true. Uh but I actually I actually think the animation in NBA Live is is done well. So um, I don't know. But Madden keeps selling, so they're just gonna keep keep going but I don't know I don't know how it sold this year I don't know it it it's only been on the NB, NPD one other month since it's come out like it was in the NPD for August but I think it was mm-hmm. only in the NPD NPD for for September afterwards so I don't know well, I, and it's weird because I think personally for me I'm like I feel like dead sales be out Madden it feels oh. that way, but I think it's just because more people are talking about it. I don't think Dead Cells outsold Madden, but oh. like it oh. feels that way, <laughs> right? Because I'm just like folks. It's I mean, because, they bought it's because people. Dead Cells is good. Oh yeah, 
like people bought the digital version, but everybody was waiting for physical, whether it was PlayStation or uh, Switch, mostly Switch. And so that's why I just feel like I don't think because nobody you do nobody talked about Madden, nobody talked about NHL, nobody talked about NBA, like all of EA Sports games, nobody talked about not even FIFA, and that and I'm like, what's going on? I know, and I I actually tweeted at EA and and at Madden and said I I like was trying to be nice about it, but like I was just like, can there's a lot of glaring issues when playing online? Is there a way to fix this stuff? And like, then I said hashtag put Madden on Switch, <laughs> but, and they did not respond, <laughs> unsurprisingly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was a. Uh, Madden's been a huge issue since I've got since I bought it and like I want to like Madden. I want mm-hmm. to enjoy it, but it's just like I I as much fun as I've had with Madden this year, it's just like I I really regret purchasing it. You know, cuz like when I put when I bought FIFA last year and what I've played this year, FIFA runs fine on Switch. Like, the yeah. FIFA runs great. I wish they would use that engine on all their sports games because it runs great. It's fluid. Like, even when I was playing Madden and, and offline, like, they, I was doing the, the franchise mode and whatever, and it's like, it's still, like, laggy and slow. That's a best part. And they custom made the engine for Switch. Yeah, I know. Which is a better engine than the one that they're shoving out the door for Madden. Now, granted, they're different games, whatever, but yeah, and it it's just it's kind of bad. Are they, you said they use a frostbite, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're showing this age. Then they need to do something about that. Yeah, FIFA on Switch, by the way, it's only forty bucks on Amazon. If anybody wants it. Mm. The Xbox version is only for, is also only forty bucks. Nice. So, Shoot. I uh, I think that's going to be a big problem for EA, yeah, and hopefully it doesn't draw concerns for well, Anthem. The thing is, is like they don't see the problems because people are playing Ultimate Team. Which is which is what I think the real problem is is like so many people are playing Ultimate Team instead of the game, yeah. That EA doesn't see any problems with just selling that because they're making. I think I think off of uh, Madden and FIFA Ultimate Team last year they made something like nine hundred million dollars off Ultimate Ooh. Team alone. Alone. Well, well, d- FIFA is definitely big in Europe, so yeah. Well, that's understandable, but. And I like, I'm I, I'm. Whenever this, because uh, like what I, what I do is like I I use my Amazon store card, uh-huh. uh, but it, like to buy games on Amazon and then I'll I'll pay it off before I make another purchase the next month, right? Yeah. So as soon as this payoff goes through, I might get FIFA on Switch. But. I I I really wonder because even uh they was talking about Battlefield Five and they was talking about all the problems that's running on that game. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we'll talk a little bit of that in the show, but they were just, but it, they feel like for 60 bucks, you're getting a complete, uh, uh, incomplete game on everything. And I'm just like, what the heck you mean incomplete on everything? And it pop up on a frostbite engine? Like, I didn't experience, I'm like, I didn't experience any problems in the beta, but that was the beta. This is the real version. And, I know they use Frostbite, but I'm just like, if, if this is going to be a problem, EA needs to do something about with, do something about Frostbite. They need to get rid of it, or they need to do something. They need to reinvent a new engine. Well, the problem, I mean, we'll get into it with Battlefield later, but the problem with Battlefield is it was just rushed out. That There's no question about it. Half the game mm-hmm. is missing. Uh, you know, you got one whole section of the campaign missing. Uh, there's there's they're not necessarily bugs but there's just things that people say aren't balanced you know like the time to kill is super slow yeah it's just like they that the 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 spotting is is only dedicated to one class now there's just a lot of issues people are having with this so although i guess a lot of youtubers and streamers actually like this the spotting being being condensed to one class which I don't know. I, I'm not a Battlefield guy, so I don't really know what to say. But it was kind of nice have like you not having to worry about one class telling you where people were. But anyways, I we'll we'll talk about that when we get into the Battlefield stuff tonight. But yeah, uh, Madden's Ben's been rough, man. And and like I said, I'm I'm like super close to deleting it off my system. Except there's going to be that one time where we have visitors and they want to play Madden because it's Madden, and mm-hmm. I'm going to have to re-download it. But uh, and now and now, and I'll vouch with you. I'll be like, be forewarned, this game is kind of janky. So embrace yeah. the jank. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So uh, and then Matt on uh, on Nerds Gone Rogue the other day. Try to convince me to buy Hitman Two, right? Because season two mm-hmm. just came out, and I was like, "Oh yeah, sure, I'll get that when I get paid." And I was like, "Let me play Hitman One first and see how I like it," <laughs> because I was like, "Man, uh, with the DLC, and I was just gonna get the package where it included season one and yeah. season two's kind of engine or whatever." I was like. Let me download. Let me download Hitman One off a of Game Pass first, and let me play that. And boy, am I glad <laughs> I did that. <laughs> Not I. Let me let me preface let me preface this conversation by saying this: Hitman is not a bad game. It's actually a very mechanically sound game and a very yes. interesting game. I hate it. I I hate how slow it is. I hate how patient you have to be to get like the the high scores and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just I want to like I don't know. I I just don't like it. And not I it's not that it's a bad looking game and it's not that it's a, a bad controlling game or whatever. It actually controls very nicely. I just can't stand stealth games. <laughs> and like waiting and cuz like 
I played for like two hours. Like I played the introductory mission, and then I moved into the the first like real, like uh, I think the first area is Paris, mm-hmm. and I I spent a whole lot of those two hours just waiting for things to happen. And I know that that's the whole point of the game, and like you're supposed to wait and and figure it out like a puzzle. Yeah, but man, it it just is not for me. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, so I'm being gonna, methodical. Yeah, I'm just gonna let Matt handle all the Hitman stuff because <laughs> he loves it, and that's great. But it's just like, man, this is not for me. I want, I, I, I want to go in and like shoot stuff. <laughs> I, I have, wanna, hit- I want to golden eye this this whole level. <laughs> right, I have Hitman for PS3, uh, the one that I guess is like a rare cover. Um, and my first one was Hitman 2 on GameCube. And I could not finish that game because it was just like it was a snow level and it was a bug in it and it wouldn't let me progress. And I'm like, oh, dang it. So I couldn't finish it. I'm kind of fine with some stealth games. Hitman is Hitman is a weird one because it's just like, okay, I could play Deuce X and get through that. But I can't do Hitman. And Deuce X is like a stealth, but yet, if you get into a gun battle, you could yeah, but just a, shoot everybody a, and get through it. There's a difference between Deus Ex and, like, and Splinter Cell versus Hitman, right? Where, like, yeah. those games you actually have to, like, like, f- for example, and Splinter Cell has actually gotten better, f- and personally, for me, Splinter mm-hmm. Cell has gotten better, because, like, Blacklist and, and Conviction were actually really... I really like Conviction. I know a lot of people are kind of like, it's not really a Splinter Cell game, <laughs> but I thought I thought Blacklist found a nice balance between like the old, like the original trilogy's stealth kind of mechanics and action, yeah. you know. And you can actually play that whole game stealthily, but like, there's a there's a point there's a point where like in Splinter Cell, if you want to st- be stealth, you hide in the shadows, but you're still moving and you're still working towards your objective. Whereas in, yes. Hit- in Hitman, like, in the training level, you have to pretend to be a bartender. And it says, press press B to blend in. And I literally stood there for ten minutes, like, looking at my target without doing anything. You're just supposed to listen to what he's having a conversation about, Right. And it's like, man, I do not have time for this. I get, I get very little game time every week, and I cannot <laughs> spend it doing this. <laughs> like I did, right. I, I literally put my controller down and started playing on my phone because just listening to this conversation, and it was probably like at least five minutes, which is an eternity in video game land. Right. So, wow. Uh, I just. Look, it's a mechanically, it's a good, it's a good game, and and you know, I think the costume stuff is super interesting. But whew, if you want to go in there pretending it's like Call of Duty, you you cannot do that, <laughs> right? So, to be, and, fair, and I I, got, to be fair, I got a perfect score on the training level, so. <laughs> <laughs> and and I can understand that you know you got to be kind of methodical. Uh, Throughout it, but I'm just like you got to do a lot of waiting. It, it, no. Mm-hmm. So uh, I played. A, I played a little bit of that. I will not be purchasing 
Hitman Season 2. I'm sorry, I want IO to succeed, and I wish them all the best, but I will not be purchasing any Hitman game. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Wait for it to come to Game Pass next year. Even then, I probably won't even do that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to free up that hard drive space for a Crackdown and Anthem, so... True, that is true. Oh, dude, how good does Crackdown look? I cannot wait. <sighs> dude, every time every time I see a commercial with or a trailer with Terry Crews in it, I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. Terry Crews can get you hyped up for anything. It could be a game. It could be a game about throwing rocks, and Terry Crews could be in it. I'd be like, yep, I'm in. We got good two time. more weeks. I mean, not two more weeks. Got two more months. I know. So it's gonna be awesome. So I. uh uh, what else did I play? Uh, a little bit of Destiny 2. Not, nothing really new to report. I'm excited for Black Armory, except that I still have no one to play with. <laughs> so, uh, I'm trying to get there. <laughs> and what's surprising about Black Armory is there's a new raid coming, which is interesting, considering they only put out one raid all of year one. And now there's already two new raids. So, Wow. It was it was uh I was listening to uh Fire Team chat um from IGN and I was just like dang I've missed a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, I from mean this game. It, I mean there's a lot of stuff that yeah. <laughs> there I mean <laughs> there I like I still even though I don't play all the time anymore, I still pay attention to Destiny a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh I mean I've I've probably played at least once a week since launch and it just has not like I've missed stuff so uh but yeah Des- Destiny still feels good to play I I finally kind of got into finding weapons and stuff again instead of just mm-hmm. like, grinding out the stuff for the story for the story stuff so uh it's been fun but I would really like to uh I mean, it's just it's just not fun when you're playing by yourself. That game is definitely made to be played with friends, and you friends. like friends grinding for the same stuff, and like that's that's like the fun of Destiny, and it's 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 hard playing by yourself. So, uh, so I've been playing a little bit of that, and then what else have I been playing? Oh, I went I went back to Shadow of the Tomb Raider to try to hundred percent it. Uh, I took a little bit of time off because, like, you know. Once you play a game for that long, sometimes you just need to put it down and come back to it. Yeah, uh, you might be, you might actually be ahead of me percentage wise. Well, I'm at ninety six. I'm at ninety six percent now. Oh yeah, you're I've, you're ahead of me. I've cleaned up all the all the uh, areas except for the hidden city. So okay, um, I I know I need I I need to go. Like I said, I still need to go get the lock pick, um, and then that'll help me get some the rest of the stuff. Yeah, because um, I. I think I'm almost got all the costumes. I'm not sure. Yeah, but, I have I have no idea if I'm even close to getting all the costumes, but I guess I could look that up. But there there's these there's a couple uh there's a side qu- missions. Well, not even that. There's like a couple No, cuz I did most of the side missions already. I there's, oh, there's okay. some like crypts and some uh uh the the statues, what do you call them? Uh, the oh, I know what you mean. Like yeah. to like you the the ones that you read and stuff. Yeah, that, like there's a couple I need to get of those. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and like they're in like this really weird area where like I don't know how to get to them. 
So I'm gonna have to look it up. I just haven't been patient, like had enough time to like sit down and open up a guide and do all this stuff. So, cause like I would like to 100% that game at least. And uh, so, and and once I get all this stuff, I'll have close to a thousand achievement points. Although I think there's more now because of the DLC, because I think the 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 Forge stuff came out. But mm-hmm. uh, so I, I've been playing that, and that game's still really. Really solid action game. I, I really hope people bought it over Black Friday because it was super cheap. Uh, yeah. So. Which. Which is so weird that these folks complained about Shadow of the Tomb Raider and not Fallout seventy six. Oh no, dude! Everybody's complaining about Fallout seventy six. <laughs> but but with the price drop. Like oh, they're complaining. Oh, they're complaining. Oh, they they're complaining for a whole bunch of other reasons. But oh, yeah, the, like I think the, the price like drop the, part. The canvas bag that they switched out for to be a nylon bag. Oh, <laughs> goodness, that nightmare. And, and that's literally why I did not pull out and put no Fallout 76 in Arsenal's. Uh, let me, let me just tell you like, what, man. Like, how long have we been saying that Skyrim and Fallout are janky, janky messes? <laughs> yes. Or not just Skyrim, but uh, Elder Scrolls in general, which, look, on the original Xbox... Morrowind and then Oblivion on 360, like, mm-hmm. them building that stuff was super impressive for the time, right? Like, and and a little bit of jank with that with that amount of memory and stuff was fine, and, and Skyrim, it was a little bit, it was funny to watch, like, the flying horse videos and whatever, but, like, it's it really started to show itself, man. And then when Fallout yeah. 4 came out, when Fallout 4 came out after Metal Gear uh, 5 and The Witcher, like, that really raised a lot of red flags for me in terms of like I don't think Bethesda games are are good. <laughs> and it's weird because like because we we like Bethesda games that aren't yeah that aren't developed in house. You know, like we like we love Doom, we love Wolf and the Wolfenstein games. We, right. we like the Evil Within is a solid horror game. Uh Rage Two looks to be good, maybe. <laughs> you know, like we're super interested in, in like Prey and Dishonored and in and, and those games too. Like, yeah, it's the Bethesda in-house developed games that are like, ooh, man. And they said right. they said they're using that engine for Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six, and that's going to be problematic. You really expect they... me, you really expect me to to believe you're going to make a game about space on that engine? <laughs> ooh. I, I, if you want to really lose a fan base, not not what like Blizzard did with Diablo Immortal, not that craziness. But if you want to lose a fan base, you announced that you're using a broken engine and you're not planning on fixing it anytime soon. Oh, you're going to lose a lot of people. Let me tell you what. I know they're not exactly the same thing, but like once Cyberpunk comes out and you know how polished CD, CD Projekt Red makes their games. Mm-hmm. Yes. Re- regardless of like what you think of The Witcher, that game is pretty polished. You know, even, Witcher 3 is really good. I mean, the combat's a little wonky, but they've fixed it. They've patched the combat a lot. They've taken yes. the feedback and like fixed it and stuff. Like Fallout 76 is in a No Man's Sky situation right now. Yes. And like it was a miracle that No Man's Sky relaunched the way it did, right? And but but that horror story of launch still lingers over that game, 
you know, to the point yeah. where like people were still still didn't want to replay it, you know, and and like look, kudos. It, it, the thing is, is like No Man's Sky ha- only has a twelve man team, and that team put into work to fix the game, and it was fixed two years after it launched. I, I think it was it was all the hype that this game had right, promised, well, that part, and part of that's on Sony too for marketing the game in a way that where like maybe it wasn't what they said it was, you know? Yes, but and Fallout, and just like, but Fallout has a team of 150 people that, you know, Zenimax Interactive is not a small company, <laughs> right? You know. It- and I think everybody's arguing just like, how do you go from Elder Scrolls Online to Fallout 76? Yeah, I'm. well, the Elder Scrolls Online has its own engine, and it's not done in-house. It's done by Zidamax Online, so, which they probably should have, like, taken some notes off of that game. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that's I think that's what a lot of people didn't realize. It's just like Fallout and on uh, and uh, Elder Scrolls Online are you know from two different developers or within the company. But it's just like y- y'all didn't go over there and see what they was doing to learn it. Y'all just pretty much took Fallout Four and changed I mean, some things. I mean, that, in a worse way, this game is on the same trajectory as that game though, because like that game had a really rough launch too. Yes. And they, but it didn't have they, a. They turn around and 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 just overhauled it and made it. And, and like that game is, from all accounts, like my cousin plays it. Like mm-hmm. he loves that game. And like for me, <laughs> I heard a lot of people say this online, but like Fallout seventy six might be in a Final Fantasy fourteen situation. Yikes! Where like, and they can even write it into the fiction too, where like the world just got nuked. You know, and it didn't just start all on, over. Everybody goes back underground and then comes back out. You know, like fifty years later or whatever. So I look. I'm not up on Fallout lore. I don't know how that fits into uh, Fallout Three and Fours, whatever. But who knows? I, I, I give it to next November that that game will be polished. <laughs> so, but uh, but. Sorry, I, I keep going off on tangents because we're talking about different stuff, but... Uh, no, that, that. <laughs> Man. Uh, what else have I been playing? There's something else I was playing a little bit recently. Uh, I kind of... Going back and forth on, on, on some Switch stuff. Mm-hmm. I just... Lately, I've been working on so many things for us that I just haven't had a lot of time to play games you know and every time i do it's like what can i jump into real quick and just do feel accomplished and those were the games that i kind of felt like (laughs) (laughs) i I don't know i i wish i had more time to play more games but it just hasn't happened recently i've been i've been working on like the new thumbnails for the new shows and and the new uh podcast things and I mean, if you're watching the video version of this, you can see, like, the new background, which, I mean, this background didn't take very that long, but, like, I've been doing it for every show, and the thumbnails for the shows, and I'm just, I'm trying to make, get everything organized for 2019, because we've got some new podcasts coming out, and... and yes. 
Uh, Ed and I have been, been working hard on an indie showcase and pot and play and, and, you know, it just hasn't, I haven't had enough time to just play games for myself. And last Thursday we were supposed to record some stuff and I was just like, Ed, I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I was just like, take, you know, like, go ahead and get your rest and, uh, I, I, I think I was playing, uh, I think I was playing Forza or something, and I just seen your name come on. I'm like, oh, there you go, Corey. Oh, he probably gonna watch Hulu. Oh, he's playing Madden. And then that was just like, oh, <laughs> uh, th- that was the night that the problems happened because that happened uh, the following day. I was just like, uh, yeah. And everybody, I I said some things that I thought I wouldn't say, but I oh, was yeah. I was up I was upset for Corey. Ed was throwing around some choice words. It was, it was a good time. It was really funny. It was pretty funny. <laughs> so yes, uh, but so. that I mean that's that's all I've been playing. I've been I've been playing with the idea of getting Darksiders three. Uh, you know, because I those are the types of dumb games that I like. But I know mm-hmm. that Darksiders three is not like Darksiders one and well two to an extent. Even though one and two are totally different games, <laughs> yeah. Dark well, Darksiders Two is more like a 3D Diablo game <laughs> than <laughs> with than like a the the first game is more like a God of War, uh, like old school God of War meets meets Zelda. <laughs> yeah, which I kind of think that this game is kind of returning to. I know you you've you've played it, and I I feel like I've heard it's like a Souls light mixed with Zelda. <laughs> why, why don't we just get into what you've been playing? Okay, that's kind of okay. So, uh, I'm, okay, so we're talking about Dark Starters Three. So I pick it up. Um, I would say this: the loading is terrible. It is literally too long. It might be different on Xbox One X, but well, that's, I'm playing that's this pretty, on this. That's pretty par for a uh, for a uh, Dark Starters though. But dude, this thing is almost twenty five seconds of loading, getting into the game after oh, after so like a Souls game. <laughs> well, kind of, I'm yeah. I mean, it's I know Matt and Moose don't listen to this show, so it's, <laughs> it's twenty five seconds to get even into uh the fr- like the copyright stuff and all that all of that. And then when you die it's another twenty five seconds. While moving, sometimes it will freeze the game and load and it's just like what is it loading for? I just passed this whole section. Like it like it would freeze it would freeze the frame just randomly. And it's just like oh my goodness it's it's still just like an Xbox three sixty game. I don't I don't I don't know what they were trying to do with this but it's it's kind of a jumbled mess. And I understand that you know it has some dark souls things about it, but it's only really dark souls in the fact that when you die uh you just got to get back to the spot to collect the, your soul, collect the souls. Because the cur- your souls is, cur- is currency in this game, and now you have to split the currency into leveling up or um, spitting it to you know get items and stuff. So you really don't you really don't uh, 
like it in pet and dark Souls one is that you would invest into those weapons to get stronger well in this one you do it for attack strength or um uh, uh, uh attribute which is like kind of your like uh your beast form in a sense and it's just like the more souls you put into, you get one point. And every point you get, you can uh you can use like there. So there's no level up, there's no level up system where you're level twenty three, level twenty four, anything like that. You pretty much get your whip, and then you'll probably get your some other weapons based on what power you get, and that's pretty much it. So having any kind of Zelda influence in it is not there. Because you don't really go to any dungeons and solve any puzzles from what I've been playing. You really just attack and dodge when you can. Um, and the concert, the concert attacks are kind of dodgy on it. Um, they put some, some stuff on your LB trick, on the LB trigger, instead of doing, uh, and the only reason why they do that is because your left trigger is to lock on. Well, the problem with that is, is that enemies could hit you at any time, anywhere. And you don't, they're not staying in your eyesight. So, like, when you play Darkstalkers, Darksiders 1, the enemies were always in your eyesight, even a little bit in, um, in 2. So, it's just like, okay, I got to hold left trigger, but if I want to dodge, I have to hit RB, which is the right bumper. But if you try to dodge and you roll into an enemy, they still could attack. There's no way for you to really counterattack. Um, you kind of got to do what like Bayonetta does, um, hit the uh, ZR button, and you know she'll do a flip. But if you time it, uh, which time comes out and it slows down time, it doesn't do that. But it has that feeling to it. If you could time it right, you could go back and attack. And for some unknown reason, because you don't really have armor in this game, you can get hit three times and have a game over. Hmm. Like, they literally, they really take off a lot of damage. So it, it kind of fe- feels like you could go through six rooms and now you're fighting one of the sins. At any time. Like, there's no kind of setup or anything. And it's just like, okay... I fought. I'm assuming that I fought two sins. Um, do I got five more to go? And that's the game. Yeah, I mean, I heard it's a relatively short game. Yeah, they. Um, I was reading the review. They said it's like twelve hours. I feel like this should have been like a forty dollar game. It it really feels like that. And not, not, I don't want to take anything away from Gunfire Games and stuff because like that team's been through a lot with the THQ closure and people uh-huh. like part of that team going to work and getting caught up in that, uh, like the, the Crytek mess where they weren't getting paid and, and yes. stuff like that. And then coming back to, to form gunfire. But like, I feel like this game could have used about three or four months of polish and come out maybe like somewhere in January or April next year where there's like no traffic you know, yeah, I, as opposed to like late November in between Smash and Call of Duty and Red Dead and 
Pokemon, like, you know what I mean? Like, there, there's a yeah. lot of games going on right now, and I wonder... And, and, and well, Corey, this is the weird thing. Like, they make you do some stuff with their left uh, LB and RB, but if you want to get into your Super Power Mode, you have to hit LB and right trigger. And sometimes you have to take it, your hand off the directional button to hit it. And it's just like, because sometimes it won't register. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? I'm like, all of this, I think all of this could have been solved if you was at, while, if you held, held left trigger and pressed right trigger, you'll turn in and then you could go crazy that you want. Or if your counter button was like on, uh, the B button, like the, like the, uh, left bottom button, left, le- no, right bottom button, like the B button. I think that uh, just a dedicated counter button would have uh, worked better for it because, like, the RBs to dash, and it's just like, okay, this dashing doesn't go far enough or anything. Yeah. So, and they could still hit you while you interrupting their attack and stuff, and it's just like, come on now, um, if you die. Um, wherever you met Volgram at, who was the merchant in this game, that's where you start at. So, if you die in a boss battle, you gotta go all the way back to where Volgram is at, fight your way all through it, and then redo that whole fight from the beginning. Hmm, I don't like that. <laughs> and, the, and the enemy is full of energy. Hmm. So, so, the checkpoints is... It sounds. I mean, it sounds like a. It sounds like a bonfire for for Souls games. Like it sounds like they wanted to make a Souls game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's. I mean, honestly, that's what this sounds like. So, even though I think they publish, don't don't. I mean, I know they own Deep Silver, but doesn't Deep Silver publish like the Surge and Lords of the Fallen and stuff? So like, I, I don't know why. I they think put, so. I don't know why they push that into this i I think whatever but it it feels like they put this that this genre of game into darksiders to make it feel longer Mm -hmm. yeah and it's just like well this i'm like i understand what you guys are getting but this kind of this you try to make her feel like uh what's her name from soul caliber with this whip but why not just make this feel like Castlevania, mm-hmm. Lord of like Lord of Shadows? I, I think that's that's it. Like, why not just have it fit, make it feel like that? Like, she needs to be faster, or she needs to have more than just this one attack. Yeah, she looks like she looks like she should be moving fast, and like she, I feel like this. I feel like this game would have benefited being more like Devil May Cry and not and less like yeah. Souls, because just like the way. Like I was watching a trailer today for it because I I I really do want this game. Like I like Darksiders a lot, uh, and I like I just like how dumb the lore is and stuff, and how it kind of feels yes. like it feels like if if Gears of War met some sort of comic version of the apocalypse. Like that's what it feels like. Yeah, like dumb, dumb, and and it's, it tries to take itself serious in some ways, but it knows it's not that serious, you know, and like. I feel like, like, you know, I I really like the first game because it felt a lot like God of War's combat, uh-huh. right? 
And I really liked the second game because they added some stuff to it, and the loot stuff really added a lot of depth to it. And I really wanted them to m- keep moving in that action direction, right? Like, I, right. I, wa- I feel like the way she's supposed to move and the way she's supposed to, like, fight and stuff, it looks like she like should be moving like, spider. like DMC a little bit. Right, and and what works what works for DMC is that it is like even with the camera, DMC works good, and I think it's because they stuck with the camera from the first Darksiders instead of doing like almost like Bayonetta two, where it's a little bit upwards where you can see everything, um, and it's moving quicker. It kind of it kind of doesn't work with a Souls game, uh, with a Souls genre with this kind of action was supposed to be action rpg because i'm just like she's supposed to be like doing some crazy combos with this and i think i'm like if you had a light and a heart attack for her and make it feel like it's a brawler this would work better for this game and it doesn't yeah so and I'm not and I'm not being not trying to be down on Darksiders, no, but it, I mean like, it sounds it sounds like because its Metacritic is sitting at like oh seven seventy two right now, right? Which, which is like which is good, not great, but it's good, you know. And it's I mean that sounds like what we're kind of describing it as. So right, and it's just it it depends on where you want to put definitely with the skill points i I kind of got and it sucks because I have to put my skill really in strength because i gotta de- i gotta defend myself i don't I don't have no armor or anything to make me uh take less damage and if I put it in all of my health, they could still hit me about five times and kill me mm-hmm. so I'm like i need I need my strength to be up. So I could be able to take more energy off of them, and it's just and it's kind it's just like this this doesn't feel balanced. And I'm I am playing it on normal. Um, I think for the energy that they take off, I would understand if I'm playing a little bit hard. But I'm just like, if y'all trying to give me a challenge, you're giving me not an unfair but an unbalanced challenge. It's like. Even with my strength being up high, I should at least be knocking half of their health bar out. Nope, only knocking about one third of it down. Yeah. And I'm like about five levels, six levels into my strength, so I have a high percent range of my strength, and it's like not even doing anything. So there's some balancing issues, but like, like I told you, I'm just like wait for a sale for it. I say when it goes forty or thirty dollars, wait for that. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, been playing uh, Forza Horizon Four. Um, getting closer to um, fin- being done with that game. There's just more, some more races that I got to do. Um, and it doesn't have an ending. It's just, it's pretty much like you do all the races, and once you're done with everything, you could drive around and try the races again, and that's it. Well, like, I mean, they. Oh. Like they, I mean, they want this to be their games as a service type thing too, or uh-huh. like there'll be events and stuff with the season. Yeah, like, I mean, it, I, 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 I want to get back to the game, but like, I mean, I feel like that this game is doing really well for Microsoft in, in that respect too. Where like, yeah, the game kind of has an ending, but like, there's a lot you can do afterwards. Yeah, it's it's pretty much. 
in a high record for games game of the year for Microsoft. Um uh, and it and that's kind of worrisome. But when we get to our Arsenal exchange, I think we're gonna have a good discussion about that. Um uh, play Bioshock and some other PS4 games. I, I, I think Devil May Cry. I'm just like you, Corey, with uh, Madden. I'm almost done with Devil May Cry 4. I, I literally want to take it off my system. It is garbage. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best to work through this game because I want to play the uh, Devil May Cry 5, but I'm just like, for those who were upset about DMC, and y'all accept Devil May Cry 4? Devil May Cry 4? Yeah, did people I, forget about Devil May Cry 4? Because, <laughs> like, I remember playing that game, and I was like, "Yeah, this is okay. And then replaying the game backwards, I was like, this is not okay. <laughs> it looks... It, it plays like garbage. It looks like garbage. The well, color it's from palette 2007, is, so... Well, yeah, but I was just like... From from Devil May Cry to DMC, it's just like oh, there's no question that DMC is is better, right? Well, of course. I was just like, how the heck did your your in house development got <laughs> got shunned <laughs> by so by a, a second party? Yeah, like if you, I'm just like. There's something DMC just stands out. It feels timeless with that art style, and Devil May Cry Four is just so dated, and it's literally unfair. It's just like if you miss, if you miss a jump due to the fact that this has still has terrible camera angles, if you miss a jump, and uh, that's it becomes a arena fight of enemies and if you have to, if you keep falling into that arena you got to keep fighting those same enemies all over and they will lock you in mm-hmm. and i'm just like uh so um and then i played some switch games and you guys could check uh yesterday's episode of nintendo power block uh about that of what i played um by the way by the way speaking of the of switch stuff that i i played after we started after we ended recording mm-hmm. let's play more warframe warframe is a solid game dude yes I, and and i know it's available on xbox one also but like i i, I unlocked that twitch that twitch skin because i linked my switch, uh-huh. my switch profile to the to the warp my warframe account yeah it's pretty cool dude it's like this glowing uh-huh. it's like this glowing purple <laughs> like armor set Nice. It's pretty cool. This, yeah. you know what, you know what, Warframe reminds me of. Seriously, is like if somebody took it was like, Destiny is a cool game. What if we turn that into a Starship Troopers version of Destiny? Yes. <laughs> like it feels yes. like a super polished joke game. <laughs> like, and I don't, I don't mean that in like a derogatory way at all. You know, like I just but feel it- like somebody thought Destiny. Destiny and Mass Effect were cool, and uh-huh. they wanted to make a game that <laughs> played like both of those games. But you want to know what? And if we and check out Poplock because me and and check out the quick looks everybody here on NGR. Um, as much as we keep talking about, we want Destiny to fit. Play Warframe on Switch fits. Mm-hmm. Like I like 
I didn't want to. Not saying I didn't want to play it on Xbox One or PS4, but it was just like using the Pro Controller on this game. It's just like this feels comfortable, and now I could see Destiny, like the first whole Destiny, the whole collection coming to Switch, and it working perfectly like that. Yeah, and if activists. If Activision and Bungie think they can't do it, <laughs> uh, Panic Button yeah, I'm can. Sure, I'm sure Panic Button doesn't have enough projects on their plate right now. Uh, I mean, they have the, what the three Bethesda projects theoretically. Yeah. Uh, with with Young Blood, Wolfenstein Three, and Doom Eternal, and then you know they have they have to support Warframe, like you know because like the PS4, Xbox One, and PC versions are on one version, mm-hmm. but the Switch version is always a version behind because Panic Button is porting that version, like, the patch yeah. over. So, like, you know, it's... Like, I I give Panic Button credit, man. They've Plus, they've got to do all the Rocket League stuff that they've been doing, you know, and... and uh, what was the other game that they ported over? Uh... What's that to Doom, Rocket League... Um, hold on, I'm looking it up real quick. Well, well, I'm and everybody and everybody is giving so much mad props to Panic Button, like Switch owners, even developers. It's just like you guys, you came out of nowhere, and they're technical geniuses, basically. Yeah. And they're proving to they and everybody's just like y'all proving to third party that your game could run on the system if you just put some effort into it. Oh yeah, I, for, I forgot Panic Button did the Wii U versions of Disney Infinity. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm just looking at their their thing right now, and it's uh, mm-hmm. they did. Uh, let's see. Starting with we'll start with the Disney Infinity stuff. They did the Wii U and PS3 versions of Disney Infinity. They did the PlayStation Vita version of Injustice. Oh boy, I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> uh, they did the ports of Rocket League. Uh, they ha- they helped with uh, engineering on ReCore. Hmm. Ooh. Uh, they brought. <laughs> Rocket League 2 Switch in 2017. Doom to Switch. Uh, they co-developed uh, To the Top, which is a PSVR title. Uh-huh. And then their most recent games, uh, Wolfenstein 2, Warframe, Subnautica. Uh, they're working on Subnautica to bring it to consoles. And they have a bunch of games in development, it says. So. Yeah, because they say they got some some own some of their projects of their own, and and I think when they start bringing out their own games, if they continue to bring it to Nintendo, they're gonna make buku money. Yeah, well, I mean, I I'm I'm pretty sure like I we know we know the Bethesda games are coming. Yes, switch through them. Like, why wouldn't why would you switch developers who made such great ports of those games? I mean. Gosh, the Wolfenstein Two port is amazing. <laughs> yeah, you, I was. You watched, watched. You watched the quick look. Yes. Oh, panic button, oh, dude, so good. And then it was just like it got even better when they put the patch out. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I told you what they the the clever move that I I still don't know if it's true or not, but I fell down the Reddit rabbit hole and it felt pretty real to me. Uh uh-huh. Like the way they made the cutscenes look so good. They're, they're just compressed like because like on Xbox on Xbox One and PS4 they're running an engine, right? So yeah. They look amazing. Well, they just recorded the they I'm sure this isn't exactly what they did, but in in, du- in dumb people terms, they basically just recorded the 4K <laughs> cutscenes separately and compressed them and put them on as compressed video files. So yeah, that's why the cutscenes look so good. Good. <sighs> hey, if they was able to do it and they cut corners and and it works, I'm not even mad at them. Well, I'm not mad at them. At I all. mean, they. <laughs> The game, I went. I went to PAX this year, right? For people who are newer listeners or whatever. Yes. And I saw and I saw Wolfenstein two running on Switch there, and it it looked pretty good, right? Like it it looked solid, but you could tell they had some like they had to cut corners on some uh, uh, texture work on some kind on some things, you know. Yes. Really, like they cut. They had to, right? I mean, it's it's not a secret. But they went back in, and I started playing after the patch, and they fixed those issues. Like, yeah, like the way, like there's a section, and I'm I'm sorry, we need to get into the news, but like, <laughs> there's there's a section early on in that game where you're making your way through, uh, where you get captured, right? You get yeah, you get captured, and you get the suit for the first time, and you have to make your way through the ship, right? And you have to throw a grenade and blow up this. Uh, ventilation shaft so you can get in in there right yeah when i was at pax it just was like this glowing red like shiny texture right at pax and i was like okay well people aren't going to be sitting here staring at this texture right i started playing on the patch and it actually looked like you know when you burn the edges of paper where it gets real crispy around the edges and then it yes like, the red like the the burning part looks red and Yes, it kind of has different colors and whatever. That's what it, they fixed it to look more like that. And I was like, man, they really, they really, hmm. Panic Button did such a good job on that game. Yeah, and I and I think that's why people are shocked that you know that they that their games are just turned out good on Switch. Like, like people are just, people are impressed, and they were just like, if you could keep. If you continue to bring us this good quality and we can enjoy it, then we're going to continue to support it. Because, hey, panic button, all I can say is please talk to EA and respawn and get time to fall to. Because I literally think they could do it. Yeah, well... Telephone two on Switch. I bet you would sell more than EA, uh, than Xbox One and uh, PS4 could buy. I doubt it. That game sold a lot, especially after it started going on sale. Oh yeah, because <laughs> it's like the standard edition. Uh, no, dude, that's, the, that's the standard uh, edition. The standard edition has been below ten bucks a hundred times since that game's released. Oh, so, and it's still not selling. That end of Andromeda. I would like this. Oh, goodness. Another game. Look, next year, in 2019, we're starting our big kind of backlog. Like our... We haven't really decided what we want to call it. You want to call it Extinction. I want to call it... No, I, I call it NX. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. So, like, 
the, and, the NX challenge. Yeah, the NX challenge. So like the Nintendo and Xbox challenge. Yeah. And like Mass Effect is on my list, and I really want to go back to that game to see if it's really as bad as people are talking about. So I mean, I I played like I played like a few hours of it, and I was mm-hmm. like, this game it feels like Mass Effect. And then I got to this one part where I could start seeing how people could possibly, but like I didn't finish it because we moved on to other things or whatever. Yeah, but hmm. I like I said, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was bad. I I think it's like a seven point five or eight. Um, but I didn't think it was too bad. I I just think that it was just kind of battle EA's part for making Bioware learn uh, the Frostbite engine, and they weren't comfortable learning, or they you know. Well, I mean, we've had that discussion a hundred times, but like basically they <laughs> yes. were, they were using Unreal, and then the last eighteen months of development, like they they made them switch over to Frostbite, and they had to port all the assets and stuff over to frostbite and then couldn't finish the game like the way they wanted to because they had they've spent like over a year porting the game over to frostbite instead of unreal so less a story at least so and it feels so bad because it feels like sony just kind of dropped mass effect andromeda even though they used that for their pro like oh so y'all just distanced yourself from this game okay well they did the same to no man's sky too so Oh, yeah, right. True. But we're going to get into some Arsenal news, and then we're going to get into our uh, our exchange. Um, so our first story: uh, Rocksteady not announcing anything at the Game Awards, especially not Superman. Um, and this all our news is coming from Game Informer. So if you guys want to read it for yourself, you could go there and uh, check it out. By the way, um, can I say something before we move into the news stuff? Yeah, go ahead. I really hope that game, like whatever is happening to GameStop, I really hope Game Informer is not affected. <laughs> because, oh yeah, because I like as much as I hate GameStop, I love Game Informer and I love like the Game Informer show and replay and all the stuff they do, like their video content stuff. Yes, and it like really scares me that some someday, like the inevitable day that GameStop closes. And I just hope Game Informer is not affected. Like, I hope they sell Game Informer or that team, if something happens, they move move on and, like, try to do something on their own, you know? Like, if my subscription is up and they want me to renew and it goes straight to Game Informer, I would do that. I would still subscribe to Game Informer. Well, you can, you can subscribe through Amazon now. Oh, nice. That's so, cool. I mean, I think I'm going to do that because I don't really want to go back into a GameStop. <laughs> but I have the elite, so. Game, I don't GameStop think... is the reason I started going digital <laughs> on other platforms. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, GameStop is for my use games. Or if I do got to get something new, uh, maybe a pre-order. And if Target is not which, acting which up. Which scares me because when... When Xbox, when the next Xbox comes out, I know I'm gonna have to go to a GameStop to pre-order it. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm gonna walk to Target and be like, "You guys got it? Yeah, okay, I'll buy it." Yeah. So I just, uh, although I have been like, I know I've been going all digital on Xbox, but I've been itching because like I miss seeing all the games on my shelf. <laughs> 
and I'm like, I've re- like with Game Pass and stuff now, I can still have my digital stuff. Yeah, but also, I want my physical stuff back. Uh, I I I love it's a never-ending conundrum that I have with myself. <laughs> I love having my physical. I, I can't do digital. Digital. I could do digital if it's like on a really good sale and. I just too lazy to go get a physical copy, but I'm at the store putting my sixty, forty, whatever sale price they're selling it at. Um, but yeah, but we're gonna get into it. <laughs> into <laughs> it. Uh, it's been over three years since Arkham Knight released, supposedly finishing the Arkham series for good. Since then, all eyes have been on developer Rocksteady, eagerly hoping for an announcement or a hint for what the developer might have in store to succeed the critically acclaimed Arkham trilogy. For whatever reason, rumors have been stirring that Rocksteady is developing a Superman game, rumors which for some reason include Game Informer. While we don't know for sure what Rocksteady is working on, we, won't, we know it won't be revealed at the Game Awards and that is definitely not Superman. The news come uh, uh, comes according to a tweet from Seth Don Hill, director and co-founder of Rocksteady. He puts looking forward to the ga- hashtag the Game Awards this year. We're still hard at work in our development bunker so don't expect the announcement from at Rocksteady Games. When it's ready to show, you'll be the first to know spoiler is not Superman. The Superman rumors were bolstered by a supposed retail listing stating a game by the title Superman World's Finest was set to be released next year. Fans immediately connected that listing with the long-running rumors about the game and have restarted their Man of Steel engines in anticipation of the announcement. Unfortunately for Superman fans, it doesn't seem to be a reality. Also unfortunate is that we still don't know what Rocksteady is working on, Superman or not. Uh, what do you think Rocksteady's next project is? The long rumored Ninja Turtles game? Another DC superhero? A completely original IP? And then if you guys want to uh, let them know uh, on Game Informer, you can actually read, uh, let them know in the comments. Don't tease me with that Ninja Turtles. Don't do it. I th- I, I'm going to go out of the limb and say that they are making a new IP original ip i don't think they're working on a license see i Uh, think i think they're making a justice league game set in the arkham universe like i think they're not working on a superman game mm -hmm. i think they're working on a justice league game and superman is a playable character that's i can see that that's my thought you know i just i think justice league is like say what you will about those movies or whatnot but Uh I, i like justice they want Warner Brothers wants their Avengers money, right? And I think, yes. you know, the movies aren't doing fantastically, but they do have a great line of, of games, and, and the TV shows are doing well, and, uh, you, you know, they just launched their new new streaming service, and I think they... I think this is the way they get their Avengers money, is by making a great team-based game before the Avengers comes out. I because you know once you know once the Avengers comes out, like that's all anybody's going to talk about is like, oh man, Marvel's doing it again now in video games, and I think they want to beat them to the punch to that that. Uh, but group but rocks but rock steady versus um, uh, idols Montreal. It's out of, uh, I know Square Enix, but it's not idols Montreal. It's, it's a uh, different it's crystal, team. It's crystal. It's Dynamics. crystal dynamics, like. 
that's interesting that you mentioned that. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think Rocksteady's working on a on a Justice League game, and you know, I, they, I mean, uh, Warner Brothers Montreal might be helping with them or doing something similar, but you know, I think, I think. Hmm. Well, <clears throat> let me put let me put it to you. Do you think Microsoft is already in contact with them to get that on their stage oh, for yeah. E3 next year? Yeah, yeah. Especially with Sony pulling out, you better believe Microsoft's on the phone trying to get Rocksteady's next game. Because, I... Just because, just because, like theoretically, the only first party games Microsoft really has the next, next, like besides Crackdown, like next fall, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Nah, uh-huh. is Forza and Gears. You know, so which will Halo Inf- it may be Halo Infinite. Well, no, I think Halo Infinite's. I think Halo. I mean, we're get, we'll get into this because we're gonna do a roadmap Xbox roadmap episode at some point. But like, we were gonna do it tonight, but Jesse couldn't join us, and I really want him yes. in on that conversation. But uh, I think I think Halo Infinite is gonna be Xbox's Breath of the Wild for uh, two thousand two. 2020 20, yep 2020 they're gonna launch it with the new xbox with like when, mm-hmm. maybe not special features but like it can, the processing power of the scarlet box will be able to do more it, but you can still play it on xbox one you know I, I, hmm. that's my I, that's what i think but but theoretically next fall you but only you know have, what but you know what that does make sense Delay it until uh, Scarlet comes out and treat it like uh, a launch game. Yeah, and like you said, breath, like yeah, like Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're in this. They're in the same position that the Wii U was in, theoretically, right? Where like, yes, they're they're losing to their competitor. Uh, they don't have a lot coming out at the end of their life cycle. They need something that will sell their new box, but people who don't want to invest in the new thing can still play it on the old thing. You know, I mean, they're mm-hmm. in the same position and, and Halo, like, like it or not, Halo is still their biggest franchise by, a, by a long shot and launch it. They, I mean, they haven't had a Halo game at launch since the original Xbox, you know, Xbox 360 didn't have a Halo game. Xbox one didn't have a Halo game at launch. Like, yeah, I, I, I think that's, I think that's what they're going to do. So, I mean, next fall, they're going to want everything on their, on their, uh, stage. You know, they're going to, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're on the phone with Activision trying to steal destiny away. I don't think, I think, no, I think Microsoft is the PlayStation stage is where they always announce their next expansion. Where's Bungie going to do that now? They're not going to do it for Microsoft. They always show gameplay. They always show the new multiplayer mode, and they always show part of the new campaign on Sony's stage. Sony would have to break that contract with Activision. I think. Well, I, I think. think Act- I think Activision wants out of that contract real bad because, uh, like, I think they want out of that with Call of Duty too, also because of because I think they they're trying. Look, we'll talk about this when we talk about Anthem. But uh-huh. Anthem said they're looking into crossplay, right? It's not going to be there at launch, but they're looking into it, which is humongous. And yes. I think I think Activision that's going to be more. Yeah, that's going to be more. Had, uh, besides besides Fortnite and, and Minecraft, uh-huh. there's been no other game 
bigger than Destiny on the forefront of cross-play and cross-progression. Yes. Destiny has been in the forefront of that conversation since it launched. You know? Yes. So, I mean, I... I I if, think I think if Activision can get crossplay, especially if they're adding battle royale modes to Call of Duty now, like uh-huh. every Call of Duty moving forward is going to have their own battle royale mode. The more players you can have in that sandbox, the better your game is going to do. But I wonder. I wonder what should Sony break their contract or should Activision? I, Activision. Activ- Activision break wants to break the contract. You know, I mean, I, I wonder, I'm sure, dude, I Activision, wonder, Activision's all about making money. And if they have this, the, the spreadsheet in front of them that says, uh-huh. if whatever it costs to break this contract, how, if we can sell this many more copies because people can play with their friends on other platforms, let me tell you what, that's the only reason why I'm not playing destiny right now is because like, I only have one or two friends on each platform that are playing. And if, if like, I can play with my cousin who's playing on PlayStation, and I can play with you and Jesse who are uh-huh. playing on Xbox at the same time. Like we can, we could almost have like a raid group going, right? Plus, I think, but, but plus, like, I, I, I know, I know Jason is playing, and I know Moose wants to get back into it, but nobody wants to play two-player Destiny. People want a full fire team. People want a full raid group. People want a full yes. clan. And if if some if Activision can get a piece of that pie. And like convince, uh, you know, and and you know, Bungie wants to do it. So like, if, oh, they, yeah. if they can get crossplay in terms see, of destiny, and, and if they can and, get and, a, if they can get a fuller, if they can get a fuller matchmaking thing for for their next battle royale mode in Call uh-huh. of Duty, you know, they're going to sell more copies because people can play with their friends on other platforms. But see, I and that's why I, I kind of wondered that. Yeah, Activision wants to get get away from it, but I'm just like Bungie and Microsoft getting back together. I'm like, there's been weirder things. Like, I, I I I just wonder. I'm like, when uh, Bungie went with Activision, was it was there any bad blood? And I think it's because that was before Phil Spencer no, got there. they they left they left Microsoft because they didn't uh-huh. want to work on Halo anymore. And the people who wanted to work on Halo went, like, Bungie basically split into two teams, and the team that wanted to make Halo, more Halo games, became 343. Turned into 343 Studio. Okay. So it's, so, it's it's not like there's any bad blood. They just left because they didn't want to make Halo anymore. Okay. All right. Good. And and I think that was, I think that was my my kind of question, because I, I kind of didn't know the history of why Bungie would leave uh Microsoft and I and definitely with Phil Spencer being the role that he is in now, I think he's open to having Bungie kind of come back to Microsoft um and do some games. Mm-hmm. You know, like like second party or third party and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean they it's, just it, they just left because they want to create a freedom. And so mm-hmm. you know, now that they have that, the only thing I could see if like I and look, I know I know Bungie and Activision will not be on the Microsoft stage. They'll just hold their own. Like, I, Destiny is big enough to where they could go to Guardian Con or they could mm-hmm. have a yes. live Twitch stream and say, "Here's our next expansion. Here's what we're doing." Right? They're they're big enough to where they can do that, and the Destiny fans will be fine, right? Yes. My thing is, is like, E3 is still a big show. 
and they I think they want to be there in some way. Now, the only other thing is, is what if Microsoft is trying to turn Halo Infinite into their games as a service style game? Because it's, called, talk because it's called Halo Infinite. Infinite. Hold that thought. Wait till we get to exchange, because that's why I said it's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good discussion when it comes to exchange. I, Corey doesn't know what we're gonna be talking about, but I'm, I'm hinting at some things. Uh, but we're gonna table that discussion because there's there's a lot that I'm agreeing with you, and uh, a lot that I'm learning between Microsoft and Bungie. Uh, and we'll we will we will see because and I might talk to Jason, Jeff, and Moose about this because I kind of want to get their perspective from definitely from a PlayStation brand. If nothing gets if no contract gets broken with Activision and Sony, what does that say for PlayStation Five? Because if they don't incorporate crossplay and cross progression. I, I feel like Activision would, I agree with you, I feel like Activision would need to break their contract and just make cross-play and cross-progression between PC and, uh, and, and, uh, uh, Microsoft. And, and probably, and probably actually do something even with Windows 10. Like, do something exclusive. Yeah. I mean, so, the, I mean, the big thing right now, and, <laughs> I know we're way off the topic, but I think the biggest thing with Destiny right now is the cross-progression stuff, because yes. so many people have bought in the game on, on both consoles already, you know, and it's just like, the cross-progression will make it so much better. <laughs> I don't even care if it's cross-play, just the cross-progression. I think it will guarantee multiple sales for that gang. That yeah, you I know, think, I think if there is cross-progression, people who own both consoles... They would probably sell, I would say they would sell 15% more copies mm-hmm. of the game just with cross-progression alone. Yes. Because, like, when when Blizzard, when, when Blizzard gave away Destiny because of, on Battle.net, right? Well, yeah. I guess Bungie. But, like, on, ba- on Battle.net, like, they gave away the base game for free. So I own all three versions of Destiny now. And if I could have just cross progression between all three games, like it, it would make it would make for a lot of people it would make playing that game easier because mm-hmm. it's just like you're still regardless of what system you own, you're still teaming up with friends, and there's still some people who might be who just only want to play on PlayStation and only want to play on PC or Xbox. You guys are still working together. To get stronger, to do your raids and stuff like that, yeah. strikes and everything. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. also, before we move on, so the Arkham Collection, right? The yes. they just released the Arkham Collection with all three games in it. Uh huh. Batman Arkham Knight Gold Edition is twenty nine ninety nine with all the DLC, right? Yes. The old Arkham Collection, which is Arkham City. And Arkham Asylum is nineteen ninety nine. So both of those together is fifty bucks. They're selling the whole collection with Arkham Knight in the Arkham collection now for sixty dollars. Wow. I'm like, hmm. 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 Anyways. Back but I already uh, yeah, I already own the Arkham collection for which is weird. I own it the Arkham collection on Xbox, but Arkham Knight on PS4, 
Everybody, go watch Pod and Play Season 2. <laughs> You'll understand. You will understand. But we're going to move on. Uh, Kingdoms of Al- uh, Amalar, Reckoning, Sonic Unleashed, and Alien vs. Predator now backwards compatible. Uh, Major Nelson announced the addition of three new titles to the Xbox One backwards compatibility roster. Fans of Kingdom of Amalar of Reckoning can now resume their hack and slash role playing on the Xbox One. Fans of the Blue Hedgehog will also be happy to hear Sonic Unleashed is now backward compatible and players can continue their fight against the Xenomorphs with the non backward compatible Alien vs. Predator. Um, and uh, Larry Herb uh, here, I, I think Major Nelson, uh, uh, announced those games. Um, there are over 500 Xbox 360 titles now available for play on the Xbox One. So if you still haven't made the jump to the current gen system, there's never been a better time. If you own the Xbox One X, some select Xbox 360 titles can even be played with enhanced graphics, such as Assassin's Creed, Gears of War 2, and Halo 3. Backwards compatible titles will instantly be available for download if you're still using the same online profile from your Xbox 360 account. If you use cloud save games, you can pick up where you left off on either console. Players can also download backwards compatible titles by inserting the corresponding game disc or purchasing the title from the Xbox Live Marketplace. Um, a few weeks ago at XO18, it was announced that Final Fantasy 13 will be joining the backwards compatible roster. Players can vote on which Xbox 360 games they'd like to see join the ranks by going to the Xbox Feedback website. While not every game Xbox 360 game is currently backwards compatible, more titles are being added on a routine basis. So, um, I have Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning on uh, PlayStation 3, and it would just stay on there. Sonic Unleashed is a hot wreck. Um, Alien vs. Predator, they say that wasn't a bad game. Hmm. So, I, I, you know what? I'm going to let Alien vs. Predator just kind of <laughs> stay where it needs to be at. <laughs> yep. It's just going to stay. Uh,. But Kingdoms of Amalur, man, if you guys haven't played it, that game and you want a cool action RPG, you can play Dragon's Dogma. <laughs> if you no, I really like Kingdoms of Amalur. I think it's good. I think it's a great game. It's, it's a decent game. Go away. You're fired. Just mm-hmm. kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I I I mean, I think if you want something that's if you are looking for a fable game that yes. isn't fable. This is a game you should probably be looking at. Okay, that I agree. So, uh, that, I mean, that's that's what I got out of playing it. But, uh, yeah, I think that's the definitely the highlight on the list. So, yeah, and, and actually, some people were happy that it came back. They were just like, "Yes, I could play this on on my current system." So that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. So. So. Yep. Uh, we're going to get into the next two uh, stories, kind of, and I kind of merged them into one. Um, the Game Awards uh, will be showing Anthem's new trailer uh, there. Um, the Game Awards airs Thursday, December 6th, and it looks like the show is going all out to fulfill the promise of being gaming's biggest gala. We already know that 10 new games will be unveiled on the award ceremony stage, one of which the host of the Game Awards, G- uh, Jeff Keighley, uh, teased recently in a Twitter 
post, Jeff announced a mysterious RPG title coming from Obsidian and Private Division. To follow this up, the Game Awards have promised to debut a trailer during the ceremony for the upcoming sci-fi online multiplayer, Anthem, which featured on Game Informer's cover back in July. Anthem has recently been in the news for possibly hinting the game might support cross-platform play sometime at the launch. While Anthem won't release until February 2019, you can try to fill the time by checking out Game Informer's hub. Um, you can catch the Game Awards December 6th at 5.30pm uh, PST which will be streamed for free on Twitch um, yeah I think we're going to try to do a watch along for that uh, yes. I think we're going to do it on uh, Nerds Gone Rogue's main page though so uh, you can go to ngrradio.com slash live and it'll, mm-hmm. be the, it'll be the first video feed up there or you can go to uh, Twitch.tv slash NGR Radio, or you know you can watch you can watch it later on YouTube. So, uh, but yeah, I think I think you you said you're off Thursday, right? Yes, I'm so off. I think all th- three of us. I think all three of us are gonna watch it. I'm I'm wondering if if Jason and and if anybody else wants to watch it with us. I'm gonna reach out to everybody, but it's us three for yeah. sure. Maybe everybody, maybe some other people. I know Matt will probably have to work, and I know he doesn't really care about the Game Awards, uh, <laughs> judging by <laughs> every year when Kojima gets brought up, he just goes on a tirade for like 20 minutes. It's so funny. Oh, shoot. The, but, that one dude is coming back that made uh, that jail gang. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, Joseph uh, Ferris. Oh, goodness. I'm going to just, I'm going to have to bring some alcohol to this and just oh, drink boy. it, huh? Man, Ed's going all nuts this this week. No, not really, but it's just uh, I'm just I'm like I'm gonna need a drink after this. <laughs> uh, but uh, of course, I mentioned uh, Anthem having uh, crossplay. Um, Anthem executive producer says no crossplay platform at um, launch. Um, Anthem is a game that Bioware has been very clear with change and grow at this official release. In interviews, the developer has taken a never-say-never approach to potential gameplay features, so make sure you can keep that in mind while reading this tweet from producer Mark Darber responded to a fan query on Twitter. Um, so, it was uh, asked that will PS4, Xbox, and PC players be able to play with each other, and uh, he responded not at launch. Um, the definite news, oh yeah, the definite news you can take from Darwin's response is clear. Anthem will not have crossplay, uh, cross-platform play at launch. Xbox players will not be playing with PC players on February 22nd. Uh, but it also implies that crossplay could be in the game's future, and optimistically could potentially leap the PS4 hurdle. We have our fingers crossed, but also aren't holding our breath. Um. All I can say about this, please don't attach EA Origins origins to this to do crossplay. Yeah, I mean, like like we said earlier, like Destiny's been at the forefront of this for a long time, and if Anthem, mm-hmm. if EA and Anthem, let me put it this way, if EA can figure out a way to do crossplay with Anthem, especially because it's all PVE, so you yes. can also include PC players in this. If they can find a way to do that with Anthem, everything that's been happening with them the last two years with Battlefield, Battlefront, Mass Effect, microtransactions, loot boxes, like 
all of this stuff will be erased if they can pull off cross-platform play. Yes. That's... Everybody will love them. I'm sorry, but everybody will love EA if they can do this. If Anthem if Anthem is good, it doesn't have to be great. If Anthem is just good, mm-hmm. no microtransactions already confirmed. Yes. Sto- story story based DLC will be free. Yes. Now, granted, I'm sure there's going to be big expansions and stuff that you have to pay for, but for now, story expansions will be free. No microtransactions, and if they and if Anthem's good. And if they can pull off cross-platform play, it's over. Like as, a Destiny as, and the Division. Like I mean, granted those those games will still have their audiences or whatever, but yeah. Anthem will be the new top dog in games as a service. I would I would just I would just say this, and I agree with you. Um, as long as they don't have the Destiny problem of what to do at like the end game stuff. Oh, like on that's, what? To that's that's what I'm saying. Is like if it's good and it has enough content to keep people and yes. there's cross uh uh progression and crossplay. Mmm, man, Anthem is way more appetizing than Destiny will ever be. Yes, we, we shall we shall see. We literally shall see. I'm in. I'm excited for Anthem. Yeah, of course. Me, Corey, and Jesse, uh, like for, that definitely for us. Hopefully, it's a day one purchase for us. Oh, it's, uh, I've because I've already pre-ordered it. Like I, the digital version is uh-huh. like there's like the whatever you get, whatever with it. Like I pre-ordered that a couple like couple months ago. And, and I'm, I wonder if it. Hopefully, they. Hope I don't know if it's gonna be a Friday release. Uh, let's see. February twenty second is what the day that's coming out, right? I think it. Yeah, I think it is a Friday release. If it's a Friday release, I might actually ask. It's a, it's to, a Friday release. I'm going to see if I can actually get that day off and switch. You know, uh, you know I, what we should do, like, and get Jesse in on this too. Hmm? Is we should all kind of try try to get the day off or whatever, and. And I know Jesse with family stuff and everything. Yeah. But we should try to stream it. A launch day yeah. stream. Like a launch day stream. And if like we can't get the day off, like that night, we should try to stream it. Yes. So. A special squad goals, I can say. Yeah. Because you better, it's you like better believe I... squad goals is going to be a whole bunch of Anthem and a whole bunch of Division 2 when it comes February and March. Uh, I think this is going to be my problem uh, with it is that I feel like I'm going to be ahead of you guys because I think I'm probably going to be even though I'm going to be playing I'm probably going to be playing Anthem and the Division a lot by myself Um, I mean I would like I would like to play both of those games a lot yes it's it's just like I man it's so hard to balance those games with the stuff that you like other stuff you know yes Ugh, but we'll we'll, fi- and, and, we'll figure it out we're smart people all okay. all, I, all i could say is once again go watch nintendo power block me and Corey literally had our a pre-discussion romance <laughs> i would say that uh because of something that might if that's of something big happens 
and you probably if you like I said if you haven't watched Nintendo Power Block from yesterday go watch it and something big has has happened at the Game Awards <laughs> February is going to be a mess for us I'm I'm already going to say this even though I'm following oh, yeah. Texas I forgot <laughs> I forgot I was like what are you talking about I was like oh yeah I forgot <laughs> Ooh. Just, just, just saying, because certain games, if they come out in February, I'm just be like, uh, that day, yes. So, uh, but we're gonna get into the last topic. I mean, uh, Fe- next- Fe- February is already full for us with with, because we're gonna have to try to finish at least the single player of Crackdown before Anthem comes out the week after. Oh shoot! No, I'm still trying to f- uh, finish Resident Evil Two and Kingdom Hearts. Dude, on top Hearts. of can't wait shoot, for that. Shoot, uh, Damien X Machina. Do you do not drop in February or January? You stick to spring or March or May. You bet. No, that game better be coming out in like July. <laughs> Thank you. God bless. That's that better. That better be where Octopath and Captain Toad came out this year. Yes, it, that game needs to, needs the most of itself. Uh, but we're gonna get into the last. Uh, uh, topic uh, next Battlefield 5 patch but just how fast you die uh, Battlefield 5 is setting up its first major update um, next week with the Tides of War event pretty much this week that you guys are watching this episode uh, but DICE is also using the time to do some fine tuning to the game's multiplayer portions based on feedback it turns out one of the major pieces of feedback DICE has been getting is that people are dying too quickly and that isn't fun in a post on Reddit DICE surprisingly candidly discusses the difficulty and balancing issues with how frustrated players are with the speed of death and also keeping players happy who like how fast it is to kill their opponent. Basically, Dice's way complains about time to death, TTD, with positive feedback about time to kill, TTK, and trying to strike a balance between the two. The first experiment we want to run is a TTK change that we will be closing uh, closely measuring soon, the post reads. This TTK experiment may take the following shape, but may change as we're still investigating how to approach. It may be proposed to players in-game by rolling out the new TTK changes globally to all players connecting to any server while adding a new playlist accessible through the server browser rod where players can play the old or as it is current uh, TTK to compare the two experiences. While DICE has not done a fully inclusive patch note listing yet the reddit post indicates a number of changes they're making for the multiplayer um and you guys can check out the review on uh game informer on what they give it i could just say this doesn't matter to me i i prefer them to fix the whole game maybe they should finish the game Sorry, I just yeah. I know that's a common complaint is that the game isn't finished, and I know part of that is it's not on Dice, it's on EA for pushing it out. But yes, boy, uh, ooh. Ooh. I I don't know how you have multiple delays, and it's it's this is what they deliver. I mean and, the, the time the time to kill and the time the time to die thing is it that's. That's always going to be an issue that is never going to be solved in any game, right? Call of Duty has that. Destiny has Destiny had that for a long time. That was a big issue in Destiny 2 Vanilla for a long time. Yes. Was the time to kill. And, like, you never really felt like if you... 
like in Destiny, I hate to keep using Destiny, but in Crucible, like it, it's the multiplayer game I play the most. So everybody needs to calm down. Everybody, calm down. I'm talking about Destiny. <laughs> like when you when you went into a, a, a Crucible match, and if you weren't, if there was like two people on their team, uh-huh. and you were the only one, you just had to run because you never felt like you could at least try to battle it out, right? It was all about team shooting. It was all about staying together and and doing group sh- group shooting, right? Whereas in Destiny One, if you were by yourself and there was two people, you could battle it out and win sometimes, right? That's that's the whole point of like the time to kill thing. Whereas in like bat uh, it, in Destiny, Destiny had the opposite problem though, where it was too slow. The time to kill was too slow. Whereas in Battlefield, it seems like it's too fast. Is is yes. what it sounds like you're saying. So, I mean, the balancing stuff has always been an issue in shooters. It's always going to be. It's just people being mad about it is like, it's. I don't know. I some of it just kind of feels like it's an EA game, so people are going to be mad about it regardless. But pretty much at the same time, it's like I really wish people. I really wish EA would have just let them finish the game. <laughs> Pretty much, and and I think uh, to me, I feel like for for sing- that the single player stuff. I don't think the three campaign thing is working anymore. I think just give me a full ten, twelve levels uh, straight with one player. Tell a story, a I fictional think, story. I, I think it. they're going to go the other way. I think they're going to eliminate the campaign altogether. Oh, that's so a bad like, decision. I, oh, because of the success of Call of Duty. Yeah, dude, Call of Duty without a campaign sold more copies in the last two versions combined so i'm not and i and i think it's because of how good blackout is yeah i mean i think that's a huge part of it also but i'm just saying like i think they're gonna look at that and be like oh man look how well call of duty did without a campaign what if we just focused on these couple modes and made people happy with these (laughs) modes well, let's let's see how they battle royale have goals for next year blackout mode though is really good Yes. So, and that's a shame that that's the only best part of Call of Duty Four. So I mean, it's it's great, you know. And I I guess zombies I, is pretty good. I don't care about zombies, but I mean, and I'm not trying to not Call of Duty Four uh, or anything, but I'm just like everybody keeps talking about Blackout, and I think that's and I think it, that has kind of kind of split the battle royale where it's just like we're. Not saying real players, but people who want a casual experience for battle battle royale would play Fortnite. Some of the adult gamers and people who want to be a little bit technical and strategic would be playing Blackout. Because, um, yeah. like, like like I said, it feels good. Just playing the beta, it feels really good. It's not worth sixty dollars to me, and, but and, it feels real good. And I think I think a lot of people like. I I don't know because I haven't played, but I think maybe a lot of people are overlooking the issues of the other multiplayer modes in Call of Duty. Yes, because Blackout is so good. So good. Yes. Although I did hear like the regular multiplayer is pretty good too. I don't know about zombies, but anyways, sorry. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna jump into our Arsenal exchange. Duh, the big thing. Um, and so um. 
we, like Corey said, we were going to talk about our roadmap for Microsoft for 2019 and beyond. Um, but we're going to like uh, we're going to put that one on hold. So I kind of want to present this to you, Corey. Uh, we we talked a little bit about uh, um, Halo Infinite, and I kind of want to bring in Gears of War Five in there or Gears Five, and it feels like you know these two games are going to a, a, a open world format. In a sense, and I feel like that's going to work very well for Microsoft because I really think Microsoft is going to take over for 2019. Um, and so our Arsenal Exchanges is, is going to be is Halo Infinite and Gears 5 going in an open world format is that going to really be successful for those games and for microsoft um and do you and do you personally think that it was needed for them to go in this direction well first of all for for gears i think i jesse and i have recently been playing gears of war 4 for for Mm -hmm. squad goals and as great as gears 4 is it feels like a Gears of War game, which is good, but it's also we've this this is the fifth time they've done this formula, right? Yes. And it's like I love Gears just as much as the next person, but like something's gotta change, right? And now the big rumor is is that it's gonna be more not like totally open world, but more of like a Tomb Raider esque. Uh, uh-huh. where, where there's open hubs and you kind of explore open hubs and and stuff and it's gonna feel more that way with a, it's gonna be more feel more like Tomb Raider with a cover based system than yes. than Gears of War, which is the rumor right now. And I think that's gonna do wonders for this for this franchise. You know, they're taking a more a story oriented approach. Not that like Gears hasn't really been story oriented, but it's really been more about the mechanics than the than the actual story, right? Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, there's some touching moments and some cringy moments, but like overall, I think they've been trying to tell a story uh, on top of this over-the-top kind of roided out dudes or whatever. But like focusing on Kate and that story that and spoilers for the end of no no spoilers, but at the end of Gears Four, there's a big st- plot point that changes everything pretty much. Yes. And them kind of focusing on Kate and that aspect of the story, I think really allows the game to open up and have them change some mechanics and stuff. Now, granted, I'm sure it's still going to feel a lot like Gears, but if you just add a little bit of of basic third-person action in there like Tomb Raider uh-huh. does and really yeah. commit to that and and having these open hubs to explore instead of just like move to an arena, shoot guys, move to the next arena, shoot guys... You know, because I, think... I ca- oh sorry. Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, because I I think with an open world kind of like format for gears and pretty much throw a little bit Zelda in here, um, or a little bit Metroid if you want to go that route. Like I feel like if you go and explore and you can find like technology or some piece to enhance your gun or actually a new gun, it, I. I think that I think the coalition kind of 
needs to study. I still feel like they need to study the resi- resistance three, on on a sense on how alien guns and just like weird new guns would actually work so well with this game, and that you getting different pieces and being able to change it up and stuff could bring uh, multiple ideas of you um, being able to kill the enemies in the game. I don't know. It's just like something something somewhat RPGs but more just like exploring to get something like it's not part of your main mission but you know maybe you look into this factory and you find something just like this is going to be a stupid kind of thing but you fight your way through it and you actually find something that's like really helpful if not for you maybe for one of your friends or something mm-hmm. and you just build upon upon that uh world it's just like i just feel like there's so much hidden in the gears franchise that go, doing something open like this will just make the game better. You can still have the Gears of War experience in this mechanics and gameplay, but making it feel open and not very level based in a way would just make it feel better for some reason. Yeah, and and you know I I I think I think the open world format's going to benefit Halo a lot more than it does Gears. Uh, you know, yeah, I I've. In my heart of hearts, I really think that Halo is going to go the Destiny route and be mm-hmm. kind of like you're going to have a few planets that you can go to and explore, and the like, you're going to land on these little hub areas where you can ex- explore like an open hub ty- style place, and you're going to mm-hmm. be able to upgrade your Spartan abilities and your armor and your weapons and stuff. Like I, I truly think that that's the direction that Halo is moving in, and I. Like I think we said this on on some sort of episode or an expansion pass or something like a year ago before yeah. Halo Infinite was even announced. Like Halo Six needs to move in a direction similar to maybe not similar to Destiny, but more closer to like Call of Duty, especially in the multiplayer arena where like you can have your base set of guns, but you can unlock perks, you can unlock armor abilities, you can unlock attachments to your weapons you can unlock you know upgrades for your for your spartan right like yes those are things that i think needs to happen because like i play i actually played some halo 5 tonight i forgot i forgot to tell you that that was the other game i would play a little bit i played the um multiplayer yeah i played a couple of matches of team slayer and mechanically that game is amazing it's it's yes sound like and that's that's the thing with gears too is like the mechanics are sound they're solid but for today for today's gaming like they're too simple almost they're almost too simple and i and i feel like halo 5's multiplayer is kind of could be like the standard base on how to design halo infinite but just expand it and make it open because it it would be cool it would be cool uh that you you know you get halo if you get halo infinite and if you and that squad want to be enemies and stuff you guys have a story to be enemies if you guys want to be master chief or a fellow soldier of that crew you can do that Mm -hmm. and i think 
I think that would literally be so. I, I just think that would kind of be kind of the Pokemon kind of thing. But I think that would be cool, and you could still, you know, play with people who are on on Windows Ten or if they're playing on Xbox One, like. And and just, Halo Five's multiplayer is really good. It's mm-hmm. I I feel like it's the best that the series have ever seen. And if they could just expand that for Halo Infinite, yeah. Well, like I would really like the Spartans to feel almost like, you know, how, like the the pilots in Titanfall. Yes, I want them to feel light. Like there's something about like even though a Halo Five feels great. They still like the Spartans still feel kind of slow and clunky, and they're mm-hmm. supposed to be they're supposed to be super soldiers, super athlete, super athletic, super like I, I want them to feel like the pilots in Titanfall, right? And yes, ma- and maybe that's just saying something where like maybe I should be playing Titanfall instead of Halo. But at the, at to my point though, if Microsoft wants Halo to succeed in the multiplayer space, I get people want it to feel like Halo. But that group of people is falling off quicker than they can keep up with it. They right. need they need to make some major changes and just be like, they can even write it into the lore. They can just be like, hey, we're training a new set of Spartans, the Spartan Fives, and you can go out and do missions in in the world. You can go do single player missions and find upgrades for your Spartan, or you can go play multiplayer and upgrade your Spartans that way. But these Spartan fives are going to feel different. They're going to play different. They're going to have cool weapons that they can utilize, and like these yeah. are the new, like these are the new things that like because the big thing with Halo, right, is like they have they said they don't really balance the weapons for lore reasons because that does not make a fun video game. But the characters huh. and like. You know, because that's the reason why the assault rifle doesn't appear in Halo 2, is because they thought the battle rifle felt better, right? To play yeah. as, and now we have them both, right? And that's why the DMR isn't in any, in, isn't in Halo 1, 2, or 3, but it's in Halo Reach, right? Where it's just like, oh, well, this gun feels cool, and we want to introduce new weapons. So they really don't write weapons into their lore the way that Destiny does, but, like, they can, they can do cool things with the weapons by offering upgrades and and attachments and stuff i I think that the problem with that though is that they gotta supply ammo for it there needs to be more ammo drops because the thing with halo they can do that and 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 the thing and the because the thing about it and it's good that you mentioned like the the weapon lore stuff it's just like it would be cool but you can't really you can't really be able to stick with any of the guns in the halo because once you ran out of ammo you got to pretty much go get a weaker weapon they keep making you rotate weapons so which was the big the big issue i think we all had with halo 5 was like we found weapons that we like to use, but it forces you to use different weapons because there's not yes. enough ammo drops for the ones that you're using. Yes, right. And 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 if if they could if they could fix the ammo situation with Halo Infinite, um, like you said, doing missions with multiplayer, doing missions with story, um, w- with your crew and stuff, or like co-op play, and maybe you could find not find an infinite clip but be able to you know have a rate that they drop more ammo 
uh, when you when you hit enemies and stuff, like a status bonus or something that affects your gun. Um, that would help that game so much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I agree with you one hundred percent. I still think that Halo Infinite is going to be more. Remember that this is this is the thing I think it's going to be more like. Remember that co-op kind of thing that they tried for Halo Four, where every week or every couple weeks they would add a new set of missions for multi- for like a co-op campaign. Yes, I think it was called like I think it was called Special Ops or something. Uh huh. And you know you had the main campaign, right? Which you're clearly going to get in this game, but that's where like the games as a service thing is going to come in. Where, you know, to keep bringing people back, they're going to drop these kind of mini expansions once a month or every week to have people come back as their quote-unquote multiplayer Spartan, where they can get upgrades, get cool new weapons, try out, you know, new armor abilities or whatever. And that's where, like, the Destiny-style upgrade system is going to come in. Before you, before you go and say more, anything more, I 600% agree with you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that, not... That, that, that literally fits Halo Infinite. Yeah. But it's not it's not going to be nearly as complicated as Destiny. I don't want people to... Yeah. I don't want people to think I want Halo to be like Destiny because just the way Halo has been, it can never uh-huh. be what Destiny is, right? But you can still have that, okay, I create this Spartan for multi... I can play Chief's story mode, right? But I also have the Spartan that I can progress. I can find new armor pieces. I can find new uh, attachments for weapons and armor. Like, maybe I find a new visor for my helmet that, you know, maybe can see enemies through walls. Or, you know what I mean? Like, keeps my radar up while I'm aiming down sights. That kind of thing, right? Yes. And... And I think it's almost the same thing when we were talking about the the Metroid multiplayer stuff a couple of weeks ago when Todd asked us a question on Power Block. Yeah. You know, where, where, like, you can still play as Samus in a Metroid Prime game, but then you also have your own bounty hunter that you use for multiplayer stuff, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that that mold fits Halo even better, right? Because Spartans, you're always, like, you can even write it into the lore where, like, you are a new class of Spartans and you go out to do these missions for training purposes. Yes. Right? And that becomes a story unto itself. So... I I, I think... I think actually having a bounty hunter class in Halo Infinite... I think that could be some of the side missions that, th- that they post, like, maybe monthly and stuff... And like you get hit, you could read like watch video of it and uh insider uh inside Xbox and then a re- that weekend bam it's available for everybody to play so you could hunt that person but you also could hunt that person and their crew and stuff and yeah it's like a special mission but it's just like if you capture them um whatever secret weapon or whatever tech that they were just like they were they had in their uh area you get to apply it to you get you have the option to apply it to yourself or to your base mm-hmm. you know um because i because i think 
Yeah, I agree with you. There's so much I think that that's gonna work for Halo Infinite, and uh, just like you said, have been as a game as a, as a service. I think this is going to really change Halo, and in a great way. Mm. And and that even with Gears, if, even if they follow, if Gears do the same thing but switch it up and do something different, it, it would make to me personally, it would feel like these two titles have evolved. For the better, yeah, and I think I think where you're really going to see the evolution of of Gears is with Gears Six, right? Because I think they want to yes. close out this trilogy in a nice kind of solid package before they move on, right? But like, I I think you know you're going to see a little bit of evolution for Gears Five, but I think the real evolution for Gears is going to come in Gears Six when you close out the story. Uh-huh. But Halo. Like this is the time to evolve Halo, which is why I think they're going to launch the new box with it because they're going to want people playing Halo Infinite the whole generation, right? And how do you do that? You say, hey, for for sixty dollars, you get Halo Infinite and a whole year of content drops for free, right? These special yeah. ops missions, once a month, twice a month, whatever, every three weeks you get a pack or whatever. And, but then, and I, but then and they, I, well, then, oh, what you well, can, I, was, I was about to say that, uh, yeah, get all of that stuff for year one, and be like Nintendo and charge $20 for year two. Yeah, or... Like, you, for, for like the whole season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, do um, not to the crazy extent that Destiny does, but, like, when a year two content pack comes out, make it an event. Make it like, yes, like, hey, guess what? You get six new levels of a Master Chief campaign, and then you get a whole year. Like, you get new multiplayer maps, new game modes, plus a year two of this the Spec Ops kind of and, seasonal content. And not only does that work for Microsoft, that works for that goes well with Game Pass. Mm-hmm. You already pay ten dollars a month, so that's what I'm saying. Extra- uh, extra twenty, I'm like for for uh, for that year, um, that one year free content, um, like patches and bugs and all of that other crap. But all that free content, and then t- another twenty dollars for for a second year. And if you want to charge another twenty for year three, you could. Pro- I think you could probably charge. I would say up to up the four years, like eighty dollars for four years. If if your own yeah, game, I mean yes. each yeah because you'll get the base game in year one for free, yeah, and then like how they how they make money off a of game pass then is like oh there's there's a new cosmetic skin for your Spartan do you want this skin or this color or this armor set or whatever you know like a cosmetic thing or you know what they're similar to what they're doing now with Warzone of like hey you can buy card packs or whatever you know that's how they'll make their money year or, one but then in, or- but then in year two. You say, hey, new expansion, 20 bucks. But if you subscribe to Game Pass, you get your one for free. Yeah. Or, um, th- th- that shoot, good business. Like, very good. Like, I should be running Microsoft. Even for those who are buying it digitally or physically, um, I, I would say, hey, if you're buying. If you're buying this digitally, you not only get year one, uh, you get the play anywhere benefit, but you get second year half off. Or if you're if if you're getting this game, 
um, you're you're getting a, you're getting the Xbox One in an infinite collection. Like you're getting a o, you're getting an OX or a Scarlet. You get um, you get one year of Xbox Live. Um, not only do you get that one year content uh, for free, but you still get that half price or a little bit more off because you're buying the special edition. Um, and maybe it'd be like what maybe. F- Five hundred fifty some dollars, or, or something like that. Or what they could do, you know how like Ubisoft and and other companies charge like you can get like the gold edition, yeah, for like a hundred twenty. Like what if Halo Halo Infinite has a gold edition for a hundred twenty dollars, but that means you get two seasons for free, right? It didn't charge the for year three and year four. No, no. Well, like you get like if you pay all that money up front, yes. You get the last two seasons for free. Oh, you're talking about the because la- because I was you're, think- pay- you're paying more up front instead of year to year, like uh-huh. instead of twenty bucks a year, it would it would look like you're saving like thirty dollars by paying more up front, right? So like they could do something that way too, and you're like, hey, you get five years of Halo content for uh-huh. like 120 bucks instead of like 160. Because because uh, of now, now, are are you paying for year one if you just buy the original? If you're just, if you're well, just buying you, the game, if, if you you're get, not on like Game you, Pass, you get anything. You can buy the sixty dollars version, and you uh-huh. get all of year one for free. Okay, and then it'll be twenty bucks a year season, whatever they want to call it. Right? Twenty. Do bucks you want to make it like a, well? Well, five years because I feel yeah, like that would be that. good enough by time. Like Halo, what I said, four years because I don't know of Halo Seven. I mean, Halo, yeah, Halo Seven. Yeah, well, Seven it, would be ready after like four years. Yeah, four, four years because they're gonna want to utilize that that engine for more than one game, right? So yes, so it could be like three or four years worth of content, right? You know what? Let's let's go with five years because in case of there's a delay and they get pushed, that fifth year could help them spread the time. You know, they. Like, sorry, everybody, we have to de- delay Halo 7, but because of this delay, we have something prepared for you. Here's year five mm-hmm. for yeah. Halo F. Yeah. And, and close out and close because you get five years with that. Mm-hmm. And like, and, it'll be, it'd be like 20, 20 bucks a year. Or if you buy the, like, you buy the 121, the golden edition. Yeah. You get like a season or two for free by paying all this money up front instead yes. of year to year. That's, I mean, I think that's a cool idea. Or what you can do is you can buy the sixty dollars version and try it out. Yeah. And then there's like the season pass, which is like you can buy you can buy the the whatever pass for fifty dollars, but you're still saving money, not as much as it, you you know what I mean. There's like the different pricing tiers that companies pricing. use. Yes. Already. So it's almost similar to what Hitman season one did, right? Where like. You know, you get, you can buy the whole thing for sixty dollars, or you can buy it piecemeal for fifteen dollars. You're going to spend a little bit more if you don't buy it up front, but at least you have that option of, of you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. So because because depending on when Halo Infinite and even Gears, this this could even fit for Gears too, but more Halo Infinite. If Halo Infinite can come out where. It's it's gear one is three is three part content. 
like every four months it's like it's three years so when like january rolls around that that's year two and so now every three months you at least get four parts of that content and then exclusive like double ex, uh, double experience guns gun skins stuff like that if you if you buy it there um but they're twenty dollars you get all of this content for free and, but if you already got the $120 gold edition, you don't have to worry about it. Bam. Not only are you, not only we recognize you got the gold stuff, we're going to drop that year two content for you and give you bonus with that year two content because you got the gold edition. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And, and that literally will, uh, that kind of benefits everybody. People who got Game Pass, people who got Windows uh, 10, people who are buying a new system, whether it's Xbox One or Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if you're already on the system and it's a, if you feel like it's and, within and your just, budget. And just think, like, the way that, you know, Xbox is seemingly going to work from now on. Like, yes. You could buy the Xbox One version of the game and still get the Gold Edition. Because theoretically, backwards compatibility and the way that you know the 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 way that the X, Xbox games are going to work from now on is like they're going to work on your old stuff, but the yes. new, it'll look better and run better on your new stuff. So like, all your progress is going to carry over. You don't have to repurchase the game. It'll just be there waiting for you when you buy a Scarlet. It- Right, and it's just be like, oh, we we recognize all your information on Xbox Live. Bam, mm-hmm. here you go. Yeah, and here's the update. <laughs> yeah, and like if yeah. like, oh, we see you're moving over from Xbox One X to Scarlet, and then that's where the cloud streaming stuff can come in too. Is be like, hey, while your Scarlet update is downloading, we can stream the stuff that you're downloading while you're playing the Xbox One version of the game on your Scarlet, but we can stream the assets that the Scarlet version requires to you yes. while it's downloading in the background of your of your gameplay session. And it doesn't and bam, you you just it recognizes it, maybe do five minutes, like install, and then bam, push you on the way and starts doing everything in the background. That's, while, what, I'm, while playing. that's, what, that's what I'm saying, you know? So hmm. I think I think we just did it. Yes, we did. <laughs> so uh, we have we're going to be talking more about this. Um, I think definitely when we I, I believe there's going to be a Halo Infinite trailer at the Game Awards. I think I think they, they said, said that. they announced it. Um, but yeah, but we want to hear what you guys think. Is Microsoft, you know, taking Halo Infinite and Gears Five and like I said, in this open world kind of uh, roadmap for it, and we haven't even talked about 2019 and Scarlet and stuff, but like Halo Infinite and Gears, and definitely what Corey just said for Halo Infinite, just that plan alone, that's major, but we want to hear what you guys think, you can email us at arsenalxpodcast at gmail.com um, also and before I get to, into more plugs, I kind of want to say this I we are running a contest here on Arsenal X, and what this contest is, is that me, Corey, and uh, Jesse are going to vote for Game of the Year you have a chance to actually win that copy of Game of the Year. But this is what you must do. You must A, 
join the YouTube channel, Arsenal X Xbox channel. Join us also on Facebook at Arsenal X NGR's Radio Xbox Podcast Group. You have to email us on ArsenalXPodcast at gmail.com. Put your game of the year and kind of give us a little description on why uh, it should be game of the year. Um, like, like, kind of nominate why it should be game of the year. We maybe, really want to hear. They should guys. post their game of the year stuff and why it should in the Facebook group. Yeah, they could do that, that too. That way, it's easier to track that stuff. So, you uh, want to do it in the Facebook group? Yeah. Also, why not? Oh, okay, post it in the Facebook group, but you have to be a part of the Facebook group and our YouTube channel here on Arsenal X. Um, that is that is required. We cannot give if you're if if you're not part of the group, we cannot give you a prize. Um, so uh, you know, join us there. Um, follow us on Twitter at Arsenal X Podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at Arsenal X Podcast. Um, you can find Jesse at Phantom Maggot AX. Um, Corey, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at CoreyNHD86 on Twitter and Instagram, and you can also find me on twitch.tv slash CoreyNHD, as well as on Nintendo Pal Block and Nerds Gone Rogue podcasts and uh, those YouTube channels and uh, NGRRadio.com. Yes, you guys can find me on Twitter at ThatRetroCo, and also check out my po- uh, podcast Optional Opinion on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, other podcast apps. Check out XAX Plays, um, Squad Goals, Royale with Cheese here on um, Xbox, NGR Radio's Xbox Podcast Group on... Um, or Arsenal X Xbox channel. Sorry, looking at the Facebook thing on on our YouTube channel. Uh, check us out on Wednesdays at Wednesdays at seven thirty uh, on ngrradio.com and on our YouTube channel. Please subscribe and hit that bell. Um, but we really want to know what you guys think about this. So post your uh, game nomination, the game of the year nomination, and why you think it should be game of the year. Um, please. It is. It has to be Xbox related or Microsoft related. It could be on Windows 10. Um, it could be on Xbox One, and it has to be 2018. It cannot be backwards compatible games. It has to be something that came out this year on 2018. So if it's an indie game and it came out this year, it's a good nomination. If it's a first party or third party, good nomination. Um, and so. We we need that input and yes, join us on the YouTube. We we really have a lot of great content on um our Snow X on our Xbox podcast, so you guys can check it out there. Um, but yes, thank you guys for tuning in. As always, we got to throw up the X one more time, and, and, and one we for, one for Jesse, and one for Jesse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, also, everybody, before we go, I'm sorry, Corey. Um. So next week we're going to be doing our roadmap episode. Um, but we're also going to talk about the good and the bad of uh, 2018 for Microsoft. Um, so we would not have any Arsenal news next week. Well, we um, could, we're going to be talking about the Game Awards next week too. Yes. So um, 
We got multiple things. Um, the following week we are doing Home Alone commentary. Uh, so you guys will be able to check that out. Um, we are going to be taking a break, but I believe it's the 28th. Um, we're going to be recording our game awards. So you guys will be seeing that episode on, uh, January 1st. I think that's a Wednesday. Um, I think that's that's January first. It's a Wednesday, um, so you, or January second. So you guys will have something new for that. Um, but we will be taking a break after that, and then coming back again. So when you guys see the January second episode, um, you won't get a, a, a AX that following week. Um, so um, that that is our plan. Uh, so hopefully you guys will tune in. And enjoy because I can't wait. I really can't wait to talk about the game awards and our personal game awards. You guys will have to wait and see our uh, our very own titles that we're going to be bringing into this. Um, and also, like uh, Corey mentioned, we got the NX challenge. Uh, when we come back from January second, we're going to break down on how that is going to go. Um, hopefully, you guys can partake in it, show pictures. Um, write a little bit something about what your plan is for it, and um, hopefully you guys will do some more. You know, you enjoy it from your backlog, or do you enjoy what's current? So that is it. Everybody have a great week. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time on Arsenal X Podcast. Bye, everybody. <laughs>